you are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 100. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Yay! Okay. You guys, 100 episodes. So awesome. So as you may have heard, if you follow me on social media, if you don't follow me on social media, what is happening? Go over to at Laura Conley Coaching on Instagram. But if you didn't know, this is the 100th episode, which means we are having a podcast party. We are going to dedicate this episode to a coach-a-thon. So if you are unfamiliar with what coaching is or what might it be like to be coached, this episode is for you. I promise you, we are going to have a lot of fun. We are going to coach some yum mums up. And I promise you're going to get some ahas because we are so unique in our creativity and our contributions to the world and the way that we are in relationships. But we're not unique when it comes to diet drama. We're not unique when it comes to a lot of our challenges. So find yourself in each of these yummy mummies that comes on live and gets coached and find your takeaways because I promise you they are there. All right, so let's dive in. Before we go to our first coachee, who is going to be, we're going to go to Elena first. But before we go to Elena, I want you guys to pop in the chat box. What is the best thing? What is your favorite thing that you've gotten from the podcast? And while you guys are doing that, I just want to share something. So I did do a whole episode on this, but I do want to share like, this is cool. Like a hundred episodes, that's so badass. I want to offer to you as a listener to celebrate yourself for listening to this podcast because it's impossible for you to not have gotten something. So I want you to celebrate that you've spent time on yourself, on developing yourself. Maybe you haven't lost all the weight that you want to lose. That's okay. But I want you to start to look for the positive versus the negative, right? So I want you to take a second and like pick up what I'm putting down, like actually take me up on this. Like, you know what? This isn't like a true crime podcast that I'm listening to. I mean, true crime podcasts go for it. Like no judgment at all. But you want to actually celebrate yourself for taking time for yourself to fill yourself up with something that's going to help you or has already helped you. Okay. And so I, what I was saying is I was doing a podcast on how I did, I don't know, 52 episodes. I think it was around the year anniversary. And you guys, it really is the same exact qualities that I used to lose weight for the last time is exactly what I used to create a hundred podcasts. Just, I just never quit. I just did not quit no matter what. And I was willing to be imperfect. Like, I'm sure you guys have found some imperfections on this podcast, right? I'm willing to show up as a, to do B minus work. My dad's like, there's some spelling errors in this email. I'm like, well, I guess you can build a business with spelling errors. He's like, I don't know about that. And I'm like, well, it's happening. I'm pretty sure. So the willingness to, to suck and to fall down and to get back up. And so that's what I would say. Don't ever quit. Be willing to suck and get back up 
and be willing to have fun. I have fun on this podcast. (laughs) Okay, let's hear what we're celebrating. And you guys, as listeners, I want you to think about what you've gotten. Don't do that thing where I haven't gotten anything or I haven't lost all the weight, so I'm not there yet. Do the thing of like, what if I have? Because you guys, so much easier to create from abundance versus lack. When like the woo-woo people out there are talking about abundance versus lack, that's what they mean. Don't be like, oh, everything sucks. I don't have anything. It's not enough. Be like, no, if I had to pick one thing, what could it be? Okay, let's see. Okay, Elizabeth has lost the drama around food and eating from this podcast. Jill says that every single week, she gets a new tool that I can apply to my weight loss journey. My favorite is the topic on exercise. Oh my God, me too, Jill. Yeah, you guys want to go back and listen to that? Like unhinging. Oh, how freeing is that, right? Like unhinging exercise is the way to lose weight. It's just so freeing. Oh yeah, Karen is saying your belief that I and all of us can lose weight for the last time. Yeah, I really believe it. Totally true. And you guys are all doing it. Now you're living proof. So you guys can borrow that belief forever and ever. My my amazing marketing gal. I call her like my marketing gal. I'm such a weirdo. But anyways, Megan's like, we should have like a weekly thing about a certain belief that the young moms can like then insert in, into their brains. I'm like, I love that. I love the little takeaways. I love, oh, Terry Ann saying, I love remembering why I'm doing this. Yeah, it's so good. Sarah's saying the confidence to have a plan that works and follows through. Yeah, reminding myself of all the things that I learned inside the experience. Yeah, B minus work. Oh, this is so good. You guys learned. Rebecca's saying an easy way to check in and get brief little reminders and tune up. Yes. Yes. Elena's saying the practicality and simple ways to apply the tools. Best saying having coaching and encouragement available anytime. Ooh, yeah. And guess what? Stay tuned for that because inside the Yummy Mommy experience, you guys, we're going to have a private podcast. She's going to be so fun. So not supposed to tell you that yet, but if you are a Yummy Mommy experiencer or a Yummy Mommy master, get excited because you guys are about to get private podcast situation. Andrea is saying the weekly reminders all the tools to help me create my dream life. Yeah, right? Because you guys, this is about freeing yourself from the cage of diet culture so that you can have the dream come true relationship you want with yourself and your body and food. But underneath all of that is freedom from every, the shackles of all of the societal norms, right? Everything. And so I love what Andrew is saying because that is really my greater mission. We're all, Casey's saying that we're all in this together. Yeah, so I want you guys to imagine when you listen to this podcast that this is a movement, that we are together, that I am walking alongside you and that you are walking alongside all of us because in this world where technology is so popular, it can really feel isolating. But this is the movement. Reminds me of how much I'm in alignment with the Yummy Mummy experience. That's what Carly's saying. Yes, Mel saying, I just love the encouragement and the reinforcement. Okay, this is so fun. Oh, Allie saying, I love being reminded from the podcast that I'm not a special unicorn. Yes. Okay, I love it. Okay, let's go, you guys. We're going to coach Elena first and dive right into our coach a thought. Remember, you guys, there's going to be prizes and surprises throughout. So if you're here with me live, like you can hop off if you need to hop off, but I would not hop off if I were you. Elena. Hello. Okay. Hi. Did you want me to do any sort of intro or we're good? Just hop in. No, I think we're good. Unless you want to give us an intro on something. 
I think I know most folks. So, well, I guess. Okay, tell us. Yeah, just let's dive right in and let's just coach us on it up. Let's go. Tell me. So essentially my coaching is life related. Okay. But I can see how it relates to fit and body, of course. But I am choosing to go back to school. Mm. And in order to do that, I need to take an exam. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts around one that I will like lose my life if I start studying for this. Okay. And then the second is that I just can't do it and that I'm not smart enough. So I think that's been preventing me from actually doing it. Okay. This is so good, you guys, because can you guys see why inside the Yummy Mummy experience and why the way I coach is so intentional? Because I want you guys to always be getting coached on everything because, right, if Elena doesn't get to the bottom of this, most likely what could happen is that she just feels so much doubt, so much disbelief, so much I can'tness that she wants to solve the feelings that come from those thoughts with food. Now, I'm not saying she's going to do that, but I just want to give you guys a very clear example of why we talk about life stuff on this podcast and inside the experience and inside masters. The reason being is if you don't get to the bottom of this test and the drama that it's bringing up, really that your brain is bringing up, right? Then we may have some uncomfortable or negative or unintentional feelings that we then want to avoid by using food. Okay, so... You're worried that you're going to lose your life. You're worried that you just can't do it. You're worried that you're just not smart enough. Yeah. Okay. So why are you going to Terry Ann's point, wanting to go back to school? Because I want to do an industry shift and I want, I've always wanted a higher degree and this is the perfect timing for it. Okay. So have you decided that you're going back to school? Yes. Okay. You really have. I've decided, but there's a little bit of doubt there because I'm like, it's contingent on when I get the score that I want. That makes okay. sense. Okay. Okay. Do you like your reasons for going back to school? I do. I think like I had some pressure from family at first and then I pretty much ignored them for a year until it felt right for me. And then I saw how in my career I need, I want this. I feel like okay. I need it. So, yes. Okay. So you wanted to get where you want to go in your career. Yeah. Yeah. That's just really good for you to articulate because I don't want you to go back to school just to have a higher degree, just to have a higher degree. Right. I mean, you get to do whatever you want, but like for me personally, I wouldn't like that reason. So that's why I wanted to like dig in a little bit and make sure you guys. So for all y'all, when you're making a decision, You want to make sure that you like the reasons as to why you're deciding to go down whatever road you're going down. You want to like those decisions and you want those or those reasons and you want those reasons to be aligned with your higher self, your values, who you are, who you want to become, what you want to create. So it sounds like that is true for you. And it sounds like maybe we could let go of like, because you guys, hello, we're conditioned, right? We're conditioned, a lot of us at least are conditioned to think more degrees equals better. More degrees equals worthy. More degrees equals smarter. 
or better or cooler or I don't know, right? I still catch myself thinking that, thinking those thoughts because my husband had a PhD. I'm over here with like a, I keep saying I have a Bachelor of Science. He's like, no, you have a Bachelor of Art. And he's like, he's teasing me, like dumbing it down. I'm like, okay, that's amazing, all right? Okay, so you've decided, like, here's what I really want to offer to everyone who is listening. You guys, when you make a decision, have your own back. Make the decision and be decided. Every time you make a decision, guess what? Doubt's gonna be there. She's like, yeah, I've decided, but there's doubt. I'm like, yep. Sounds like it's part of the course. Sounds about right. Sounds like you're asking yourself to do big, awesome shit in your life. Okay, so you made the decision. You're going back to school. You like the reasons, but there's this test, okay? Yeah. And I went to business school, but like I barely scooted by. And I know these are all thoughts and not facts, but it feels like I have these thoughts around. I've never been good with standardized tests. I'm like, all, all of these things come up of why I can't take this test or even study for this test. So, okay. So yeah. what score do you want to get? It's really helpful. You guys, for those of you listening to get really black and white about what it is that you want. So what is the score that you want? Dream come true. I guess 760. Okay. What is this test that you have to take? Like the GMAT or what is it? Okay. So you want to get a 760. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in order to get a 760, let's put an I went on there too. 760 I went. Dream come true. By but fe- not fantasy. Not fantasy land. Dream come true land. Yeah. By February. It feels fantasy. Okay. What's a step down from fantasy? Where you can get a little bit of possibility in there, right? I'm not asking for you to be in 100% possibility or 100% in evitability about the 760 in February, but you have to have at least a little bit of belief. So, so mm-hmm. that's the difference you guys between fantasy land and dream come true land. I don't ever want you coming in and being like five foot, 10 inches tall. And like, you're, you want to weigh hundred pounds. Like, no, first of all, no. Second of all, that's fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. What's your dream come true? That's like actually possible. I think by May. Okay, May 760. Yeah. Okay. So what would you have to do in order to create that? Study one to two hours a day. Okay. Study one to two hours a day. Yeah. Say what you were going to say. And maintain my work, maintain my job. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Is this possible for you to study one to two hours a day and maintain your job? I think so. Yeah. I'm just not like even giving it airtime. Yeah. You're not even studying in the first place, probably because you're thinking thoughts like I can't, right? Do you guys see that? Our thoughts create our results. So when you think I can't, what ends up in your result line? If we go back to the model, if you think I can't in your result line will be can'tness or not prove to yourself every time. Every time you think I can't, I mean, it's like that quote. I forget like exactly how it goes, but basically to paraphrase it, it's like, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. 
Yeah, Andrew is like, yep, that's right. It's the right quote. I don't know who said it. Was it Thoreau, maybe? I don't know. Ford, Henry Ford. Someone tell me. Okay, so Elena. So now we're like, you're going to go back to school. 760 is your dream come true. By May, you've got to study one to two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, now that we've got that math, what comes up? What's the problem? This just reminds me of like before I lost weight is like I was using my past as evidence for why I couldn't do it. Yeah. Just all the thoughts. And I don't even know why they come up. They just do like, well, yeah, because this is risky. This is totally normal. Of course your brain, Jesus is like dangerous. It's not dangerous, obviously. Right. But your brain sees this as dangerous because it's something new and different. Your brain's job is to keep you the same. Your brain would prefer if you could just stay in this job forever. It's not what you want to do though. Yeah. You want to go for bigger and bolder and more rich. It sounds like, right? So yeah, your brain's going to be like, going to protect you. Your brain's going to be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a horrible idea. Yeah. And it keeps trying to tell me that like, oh, I'll lose my social life. I won't ever be able to like read a book for fun, um, watch TV without thinking about studying. And so it's almost just like afraid to even go there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so what are your answers to those questions when your brain asks you those? What about um, social life? I think that I can maintain it. I just have to shift things around. Like right now I have ample time do all of How long does it take you to maintain your job? Like per day? Four hours max. Four or five hours. Amazing. And how how long do you sleep? Eight hours. Okay. So you have 12 extra hours. This is what our brains do. They're like, we have, no, absolutely not. I'm going to lose my life. One hour a day of studying, I'm going to lose my whole life. This is why, this is exactly what we do in the MMR experience, right? First thing we do is we create a map. We create a protocol. And then we work backwards. And we counter all those thoughts. Like, I'm going to lose my life. So are you going to lose your life? No. But tell me more. She like doesn't believe herself. I feel like I'm going to lose a little bit. Why? I don't know. I feel like I can't compartmentalize like the time that it would take. I feel like I just make my life miserable. Like I make myself miserable. But you told me one to two hours. Are you willing to set that as your actual protocol or your actual map? One yeah. to two hours a day? I want to so that I'm not making it like this whole life change. Yeah. So are you willing to... So what's the hard part for you for the one to two hours? Is it Stopping at the two-hour mark or is it starting at minute zero? It's probably starting. Yeah. So you just start. There'll be resistance, right? I've talked about this on the podcast. Like with me podcasting. And what's also with all of us when we're like, okay, I'm going to not... I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to eat processed whatever. I'm not going to eat fill in the blank. Yeah, there's going to be some resistance there. So are you committed to starting at minute zero and then stopping at the two-hour mark? No matter what. Yeah. But tell me what's coming up. 
I feel like the indecision that we used to have with like our protocol and like joy eats and whatever is like, so there I'm like, do I do one hours or two hours? And then it's okay. Well, so, so this is what I think this is your main coaching is that you're letting your brain ask questions or offer you unintentional thoughts without a rebuttal or without a response from you, right? You guys, there's you and then there's your brain. So your brain's just, and you don't have to be mean to your brain. You don't have to be mad at your brain. Your brain's just like, well, is it one to do hours? It's actually a great question. So what's the answer? It's going to be if I'm working with someone and if I'm working with him, it's an hour. And like, can I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just afraid to have that grace grace of like, and if I can do two hours, I'll do two hours. But because then I feel like I'm inviting in some leniency. Yeah. So is that a problem to have the leniency? I just don't want it to get out of hand to where I'm like not doing anything at all. What I did this week. Yeah. And you're acting like, and this is a little bit of harsh coaching, right? Like you're acting like you're not in control of that. Right. I don't want it to get out of hand. You guys, things that are not things. Studying, getting out of hand. Or not studying, getting out of hand. Not studying. Yeah. The not studying doesn't get out of hand. It's just a choice. Yeah. So it's just like when you create a protocol. Now you have this protocol mm-hmm. and maybe you do want to be more black and white about it. Maybe you do want to be like on the weekdays at 60 minutes and on the weekends at 30 or I have no idea, right? But maybe you do want to. And then you can have a caveat. Like if I want to do more, I could do more. If the other option is Netflix or whatever. Maybe not. Maybe that's not an option. I don't know. You get to decide. You're going to know what is the right map. And it just goes back to exactly what we do inside the experience, right? We create a protocol and then we test and we retest. Yep. Don't test and retest, but once every two weeks though. Jill and Karen are side texting, I can tell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm like, I'm seeing people laughing and I'm like, what are they laughing about? They're totally texting each other. Okay. So Alina, tell me, let's like, let's end your coaching with what your map is going to be or whatever you want to call it, your map, your studying protocol, what is it going to be? Tell me. So two hours in the morning and then like, I'll see if I even need five hours of work, but I'm on quota. So I really... Okay, so then you'll work for five hours or four hours and then your day is going to be done at like, I don't know, four o'clock or five o'clock or whatever. And then what? And then I will have my evenings where I can do yoga, read for fun, go on a walk, go to the beach. Yeah. So you guys, anytime we make a commitment, it's not a real commitment until you outline some obstacles and strategies. So what could get in the way? I Mm -hmm. sleep in. I don't feel like it. Jeff makes me coffee in bed or whatever. And then what are the strategies to overcome each individual one of those? obstacles. What is the strategy to overcome it? And the other part of commitment, you guys remember, is falling on your face and getting back up. So if you don't do your two-hour protocol tomorrow, you're not quitting. You're just going to look at like, why did you do that? And you get back up like riding a bike or walking or skiing. Yeah. Why didn't I do that? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's really great for me to learn. Yeah, I think that was it. Is I made a protocol and I didn't outline my obstacles and strategies. So when I slept in this week, 
a couple days, I was just like, and you're like, oh, that doesn't work. I guess I better not like go back to school and live my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you guys to know that anytime you create a commitment, anytime you do something that's like big and awesome for your future self, there's going to be doubt. Your brain is going to be like, but our social life, or I'm going to lose my whole life or whatever. And your job then is just to make sure you've got some counters ready to go. You're like, okay, yeah, that's normal that you're offering that. You don't want me to change because to you change means death. Yeah. Okay. What's your major takeaway from that? It's going to be uncomfortable to expect that and to prepare for those obstacles that will come up. And then to just know that my brain is going to do its braining. Yeah. And to be able to respond to it. Yeah. Brain's going to brain. Yeah. I had this goal to guest on other people's podcasts and have to other people come on my podcast as a way to expand the audience and to continue to fulfill this mission of helping a million moms be free forever. And I realized, oh, I had this like goal, but there was no parameters around it. And then I just wasn't doing it. And I was like, well, why? It's like, oh, because I just wasn't, I just didn't have a map. I didn't have a protocol. I didn't, there was nothing clear about it. And so then it's just like, it's like that idea of quiet quitting, not quiet quitting in terms of like what's very popular in the news media and all that, but quiet quitting of like setting this commitment for yourself or this goal for yourself. And then like my husband's like, hey, how's that? I'm getting on other people's podcasts. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you told me you were going to do that. I was like, oh, shit. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. It is quite, it's like getting really clear. Like now I have a thing on my wall. My map is on my wall. I'm ready for it every day. My obstacles are all outlined. My strategies are ready to go. My brain still wants to tell me like, don't ask that person. That's embarrassing. Like, that's really embarrassing. They're going to be like, no. Yeah, I'm totally normal. My brain's like, just stay safe. Just go on your podcast. Just do what you do. Just, yeah, we're dialed in. No risk. A in the cave. Okay. Let's do Jill. Let's coach you up. All right. Thank you for this opportunity. So I guess I'll give a a little... Thank you for being willing to coach. This is so awesome. So great. I love it. Thank you. So just kind of a a little background. I'm in my, I guess, the July Yummy Mummy class. And I really had only heard of this about a month and a half before I started. And Karen, my good friend who was on, introduced me. And so I started in July and I've completely just dove in headfirst. I have your belief in me. I've accepted it and I can see it. And I everything that you've taught us, I'm just being super coachable and teachable and just following everything that you have laid out for us. And I've seen the results. I mean, not only is the weight coming off, but just mentally and emotionally, I've been changing. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting to be the middle of this session. And I'm already kind of thinking long-term once January hits and February and March and the rest of my life. And I, it's not a fear that I'm going to go back, but I guess it's the tools. What can I do? What can I continue to do on my weight loss journey to just maintain my natural weight when I get to it? Okay. So this is not really coaching. (laughs) 
but I'm just going to give you the answer. So, and then we will coach you a little bit. Okay. So number one, the last six weeks, four weeks are dedicated to finishing strong and the yummy mummy for life, the plan. So I literally teach you exactly what to do for the rest of your life. That's number one or number one and two, right? We finish strong. We go all out at the end. And then I teach you exactly what to do for the rest of your life. So you're going to know exactly what to do for the rest of your life. So you're going to have that tool. You just haven't gotten to that place yet. Okay. So, but let's go. So is there a little bit of worry? Is there a little bit of fear? Is there a little bit of like, oh shit, the other shoe's going to drop? I mean, I yeah, de- definitely. I've done every single weight loss program yeah. in the world. I've that's so out at traders. And in this process, I'm learning, but it's like Elena was saying, she's like, but I didn't do good. I have all this evidence and all this proof that whatever, I'm not smart or whatever her example was. Like I didn't do well at business school or whatever. And you have the same. And so do I, right? I have all this proof and all this evidence that this kind of thing, which by the way, it's not this kind of thing, this you know, experience is what you're articulating too, is that this is totally new and different, but your brain's like, but it's not new and different. This is just another one of those diets. And we're going to go back like we've done every other time. So let's go, you guys, to the model or the thing. So the model, you guys can go back and listen to the podcast that I've done where I teach you guys the model. But we can also kind of water the model down to the think, feel, act cycle. So when you think, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be like all the other things, the weight's going to come back. You're thinking thoughts like that are pretty much that that kind of a gist, yeah? Yes. Yeah, which is normal. Normalize that for yourself. That's normal. We all are going to have that thought right now at some point in our journey. So then how do you feel when you think that thought? So that's the thought like, uh-oh, the other shoe is going to drop. Like I'm going to gain it back. How do you feel? <sighs> Scared, nervous. Yes. Yeah. And then what do you do? How do you act or not act when you feel scared about this? I mean, I would say in the past, mm. pre-Yummy Mummy, I would find something new or I had to find a new weight loss program or I had to find a new diet to supplement whatever I just ended because I needed something else. Yeah. But, you know, the 10 weeks that I'm in, the notes that I took down from Elena was outline the obstacles and the strategies. And exactly. But now, you know, now you're onto yourself, which is so great. You're like, when you catch yourself on Amazon, looking at like the new keto book or whatever, that should ring an alarm bell inside your brain. Oh, this is me acting on old patterning. This is me acting on this fear that's coming from this thought of like what I'm going to gain it back. I always do. F. So let's put that over there for a second. What do you want to think? Right? When we think of Jill and having lost weight forever, when we think of Jill and her success, Right, your knee jerk thought, your lower brain thought is, uh oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can keep this off. I never have in the past. Right, you guys, and I'm a huge proponent of do not use 
the past to determine your future. It's so irrelevant. Your past, how you've shown up in your past is irrelevant to how successful you'll be in the future. And do not use it. Ignore it. So when we think of Jill and we think of her ability to keep the weight off forever, her success, whatever you want to call it, her knee jerk was, "Uh uh-oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I failed every other time. Remember, you guys, thoughts are optional. Thoughts are choices. We do not have to believe everything our brain thinks. So instead, what do you want to think about your ability to keep this off forever? I want to think that I am doing it. I've done it. I have the tools and knowledge and skills that I can continue to apply every day. When we do our, my journaling daily, I do this for my family. I want to be a role model and I want to show my kids. So, Yes. I love you, but, all these thoughts. So when you think these thoughts, you guys go back, going back, you guys to the think, feel, act, right? That's our whole life. <laughs> when you think these thoughts of, I can do it, I am doing it, I have done it, I want to be a role model for my family. How do you feel inside your body? It makes me emotional. Oh. Yeah. It does. What would you say that emotion is? Joy. Yeah. I think just when, you know, you, gosh, I wouldn't thought I was going to get emotional. We got to cry. We have at least one crier on the hundredth episode, (laughs) you guys. I'm sure you have a lot of people that aren't mothers, but I think as a mother, we don't, I don't put myself first. I put everybody else first. And this is the first time in my life that I've actually put myself first. And I want to make sure that I continue to do that after this is over. Yeah. Why? So I can wake up every day just, and this is one of my reasons. I just want to wake up every day feeling light and free and just done with diet drama. Mm. I just, yeah, I want that. I want that to be over and it is over. It is over. And so when you think the thought, I can do it, I am doing it, have done it and I want to be a role model for my family, then you feel joy. And then in your action line, what you do, right? What you act like is that joyous person who gets up feeling light and free. And what a gift you give your family. It always goes back to when you're willing to put yourself first, willing, keyword, it's uncomfortable at first. Then you get used to it. And you're like, this is the best, right? When you're willing to put yourself first, your family really feels like you're putting them first, even though you're not. Don't them, right? But they actually get the gifts that we want to give them ultimately. You guys, my Zoom is having a life of its own and it's like emojiing me. I'm like giving this coaching and my Zoom is like giving me hearts and thumbs up. Thank you, Zoom, for giving me a pat on the back. So so here's what I want to offer to everybody listening to the podcast and everybody live with me now. It's like, we've got two options here. Jill either think, uh-oh, Never, ha- it's never worked for me before. Or, or she can think I am doing it. I have actually already done it. She can think whatever she wants, either option. Why wouldn't you pick the option that serves you, that is useful? And so now her job is, her 
homework, so to speak, is to go and continue to collect evidence. You guys get to believe whatever you want. You might as well pick something that serves you. This isn't toxic positivity. This isn't just, no, I swear the other shoe's not going to drop. It's, no, I, I can do it. I am doing it. And here's why. And here's how come I've already done it. And here's how come I love being a role model, right? And so she needs to go and be like a little investigator or a lawyer or whatever and find evidence as to why it is true that she has done it and that she is doing it instead of what her brain wants to do, which is collect that evidence of why it's never going to be permanent or fill in the blank, right? You get to choose. I love to be like, every thought that our brain offers is delusional. We might as well pick the one that's useful and intentional and makes us feel joy. Joy or fear, which one do you want? It's totally up to you. And it doesn't mean it doesn't take a little bit of work. It's not a lot of work. It's just a gentle direct redirection of your brain to the place that you want to go. But I do want to normalize that for you, Jill, that this is very normal for people to be like, really? No way. This is no, this is too good to be true. This is going to blow up in my face later. Okay. So what's your takeaway, Jill? And just kind of tell me where your head's at. Some of the notes that I've taken is just your comment of don't use, use my past for what my future is going to be. And I think if I really look at where I am in the present, Mm. and as you said, look at the evidence and use that, I think that's going to help. Yeah. Can you imagine if Elena's like, well, I never took the GMAT before, so I'm not going to take it. Can you imagine if my kid was like, well, never rode a bike before, so I'm not going to do that. Because every time I ride my bike, I fall down. Like that would suck for her. She would never ride the bike. So we can't do that to ourselves when it comes to weight loss. We can't be like, well, I never lost weight for the last time before. So yeah, but this is the time. This is the time that you ride the bike. Like Tyrion loves the analogy that she's given me so beautifully. It's like, you're riding the bike, you're swerving, but then you're off. And I just watch my daughter now. Like she rides around on no training wheel. She just rides around the loop over and over and over again with like this big, bright smile. Because she was willing to just keep getting back up. And that's what's available to everybody who's opening to this is that, yeah, you fell on your ass. Like, I don't know, 17, 44, however many times, just like she did. But now this is the time. And that's why she rides her bike. Loop, loop, big smile. It's because she believed she could. Because she believed that she was supposed to fall down 17 times and then get back up 18 and go. And that's perfect for you. It's any anything that's been created in this world. I love to think about that. Anything that's been created in the world once wasn't created. And the person that created it probably had a lot of iteration before they got there. That's why I always love to use my husband, the scientist, as an example. He's like, how many iterations did I have to make in order to make this iteration of this resin or catalyst or whatever the F he makes in the lab? I don't even know. But my head, right? Yeah, like 410. And when he fails, he doesn't, he just doesn't make it mean that he's not gonna complete it. He's like, oh, cool. I learned something new. Next one, new day. Let's go. Yeah. That's so cool, Joe. Okay. Let's go to Casey. Okay, we're gonna have to speed coach it up, you guys, because I don't want to have you here all day long. <laughs> Before we go to Casey, I want you guys to pop in the chat box one thing that you are celebrating about yourself and your awesomeness. And then a couple of people just say out loud, who's celebrating something awesome today? I don't even care what it is. Like you're getting a massage. What is it? 
some people talk out loud to me. Some people put those in here. What are you guys celebrating? Oh, can I say this one out loud? They're celebrating being 12 weeks pregnant and still weighing less than her prior to pregnancy starting point. It's <laughs> so fun. Okay, Casey's celebrating looking back with love. That's the practice of learning from when we've made a mistake, quote unquote mistake. It's just a plot twist. Seeing my future self in action. Oh my God, Becky, isn't that so fun? I really want you guys to celebrate that. I want you all to celebrate that. How are you your future self right now? That's so fun to like catch yourself and be like, whoa, whoa, I'm in my vision. I am her. That's so cool. Celebrating my new best friend through Yummy Mommy. Yeah, this is sisterhood. It is. It's so special. Oh, looking back with love. Grateful for this practice. What else are you guys celebrating? I decided I love the way I look. And I don't need to spend 10K on a boob job. Do you know how much money I have saved people because they don't get plastic surgery? I should talk about that in my marketing, actually. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars. People want to get a boob job. Well, people want to get like liposuction or like gastric bypass or whatever. No judgment. No judgment. You do you. But what I find is the people that want to get the boob jobs, they lose weight for the last time and then like, and then they learn to love themselves. Now, like, I don't need a boob job. I'm amazing. That's a huge celebration. Celebration, actually paying attention to my hunger. That's so fun. Celebrating being able to look forward to my, oh, to look forward to Thanksgiving. That is so cool. Instead of dread it, that was my whole life. It was like half being excited, half dread. Okay, let's go. We're going to do speed coach for real. Probably going to go over by like five minutes, you guys. So let's go to Casey and then we'll go to Becky and then we'll end with some prizes. Okay, Casey. Laura, hi. Can I take two minutes to share a mini success, big celebration story? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I would love that. Fine, do it. Friday, my daughter's school has sharing day on Friday. It's the letter A. And we're talking about it in bed this morning and with my husband and I and my daughter. And my husband and I cannot think of the word phonetic. Like neither one of us could like think of it. I had to Google it. And my daughter says it. And I was like, Emma, how does it feel to know you've already like outsmarted your parents? And she goes like this. I love myself. And I was just like, four years old, fucking win. I don't need to drop mic drop. I don't need to do anything else as a parent. Like yeah. I've like this work is worthwhile. I just thought that's part of your goal or like part of, I guess, our goals. And that was very eye-opening. Thank you for letting me share. Um, Wait, don't rush because this is like really cool. I want everyone to just share in that. Like it was big. I really do think that's our job is like they come, they often come loving themselves unconditionally. And can we just preserve that for it? Can we insulate them so that they get to keep that? And like really celebrating yourself for being a role model. It goes back to Jill. Like, that's so cool. Like you just were that role model and she just gets that. And it just becomes very natural instead of like forced, right? Yeah. That's so cool. Totally. It's so cute. I can just imagine her. She's so cute. You guys heard her daughter is so cute. Okay. Tell us what you want coaching on. Literally already smarter than this. My manual, I like to keep it around like a soft 
warm blanket that I can just stay cozy in. I went back and did the homework that I actually hadn't done. And do you want me to read through the homework or go through the model? Because I just quickly did the model too. No, tell me what's going on with the manual. So you guys, a manual is when you have a like a book. It's not a real book. It's a metaphorical book or encyclopedia or volumes and volumes of books on ways other people should behave. And if they follow the manual and they do it right and they follow the rules and expectations correctly, it's great because then you get to feel good. Problem with manuals is when they don't follow the rules, then we feel disappointed. We feel resentment. We feel anger. We feel fucking rage, right? So rules and expectations don't usually serve us. So Casey, tell us a little bit about like what the manual is and Maybe you want to let go of it or I don't know, just tell us. Yeah, I definitely want to let go of it. So who the manual is with, my beloved husband. I was out of town for a while, thanks to his help and um, support. And I like to come home to a clean house. I don't like to come home to a dirty, stinky, smelly house. And I came home to a dirty, stinky, smelly house. And it just puts me in a bad mood. And I have to spend four or five hours like first thing picking up the house because I makes me feel better to be in a safe, clean space. Yeah. And my thought was, why couldn't he think of me? He knows this. Why couldn't he just like clean along the way? And so that is my thought, my unintentional thought. And then I'm like pissed. I feel unloved. And then I maybe overeat at dinner. And then the result, I'm going through the circumstance, thought, feel, action. And then the result is... I'm over full and I actually have a false connection with my husband because we go on date night and I, okay. this may or may not be connected. And then, but because through this work, I do know I went into conversations about it going like, you were just fucking gone for 10 dates. Like you didn't have to parent for 10 dates. He did. He had to work and parent. Like who cares? Like he was probably just surviving. Like the house would have yeah. been 10 times worse if it was the other way around. Like swear it hand like hand to God. And so those are my intentional thoughts. Those are thoughts yeah. that I have. I, yeah. But did you let yourself be mad? Sure. What would that look like? Well, you tell me what would that look like? I think it right, you guys. So when you create a feeling in your body with a thought like he should have done this, I'm not saying you go yell at him. I'm just saying, like, it's okay. Even if you feel like the thought is irrational, it's okay to feel through the feeling. Like, I'm mad. I would, that's what it would look like. This would look like my house. Like, I might not say anything to my husband. I just be like, I'm so mad. Like, I'm so mad. I love the house being clean. What the heck? He knows this about me. Like, oh, I love having a house clean. It's not clean. I'm mad. Like, for me, it's usually just like articulating it and like letting myself do the now feeling work of like, I'm mad. It's in my gut. It's hot. I'm pissed. And just like, I don't have to do anything about it. I don't just solve my madness. I just have to like name it and okay it and witness it. So I'm wondering, because I'm wondering if you're trying to get like to the intentional thoughts too quickly. The intentional thoughts of like, he was here for like 10 days. I didn't have to do any parenting. Because it's really hard for you to go think intentional thoughts when you have an unintentional feeling inside your body that you haven't processed. So I'm wondering if there's some space here for you to be like, to like allow yourself to be mad. Like it's okay to be mad. 
So process it on my own without having a conversation. Cause like my, I, it started to come out in my, in a conversation a little bit. And I was just like, I just ended it because I knew what I was doing, like how I've been like raised and programmed. And I don't want to be that person. That's not who I feel. It's not what he deserves. It's so awful, yeah. but I just don't know how to, th- I'm not saying that you never go talk to your person or your partner about what's coming up for you. But in this circumstance with these thoughts and these feelings, my guess is you're going to be most proud if you process that feeling alone and then see what comes up. And if you want to bring something to him from a place of love and wanting to connect, it's okay to make a request of your people to be like, Hey, I would love it. If when I go out of town, you clean the house before I get home and then like, give it up. Like, they, what are they saying? Like, in the like expectation. Cause yeah, like, give it up to God. Like, he can, but like, but you can, make, so I wanna say, you guys, you can make requests of your people and then they get to do them or not do them. And then you get to feel happy or mad or content or peaceful or angry. You get to feel however you want. I don't recommend that you you feel mad when your house is not clean because my guess is you can after you process the feeling of mad that you've already created in your body by thinking thoughts, which is not wrong or bad. For the rest of our lives, you guys, we are going to create unintentional feelings inside of our bodies by thinking unintentional thoughts. I really want to get to a place where my default is the intentional thoughts that I want to have. So I can be... You will. You will. So that's step one is letting yourself feel mad. And then step... Two is, yeah, what could you think when you come home and the house is a mess? Knowing that what you want deep down is true connection with your husband. What could you think anyways? You kind of told us them. He took care of the kid and allowed me a break. Just trying to read my writing, sorry. Yeah, and that might work, but you also want to... I think you should definitely pre-program your brain with that thought. But I also think that you should understand and pre-program with your brain the answer to this question. Why didn't he clean the house? Oh, I have, this is where I'm like, oh, you just light bulb. I have all the control. I didn't clearly communicate those expectations. Like maybe before in another situation, but like maybe it would have been more helpful to be like, hey, can you just make sure the house is tidied up or clean? And like our definitions of clean are very different. So that's a whole thing in itself, I guess, but... Well, you can communicate that request. You can be like, can you make it clean like the way that I make it clean? And then just accept that may never happen. And I... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Let's pretend you make the request. And you're like, can you clean the house or tidy it up before I get home? Like the way I like it. Or you could just, or you can make the request like, hey, can you tidy up the house? And you don't have to like add the like footnote. Then he gets to do whatever he wants. Let's pretend, because I want to practice for this. Let's pretend you make the request and then the house is a disaster. That's what I want to pre-program your brain. What do you want to think then as to why he didn't clean it up? Because right now you're making it mean something about the way he loves you, which is complete bullshit. Like it is nothing to do with his love for you. Why did he actually not clean up the house? Even when you made the request, tell me. Because in his mind, he thought that he did. And that's what he believes to be clean. Okay, let's say it's it. Okay, I love that. Let's keep that. Pre-program that inside your brain. 
Let's say it's really bad. Let's say it's real bad. Like it is like never even been this messy before. Why? Think a thought. Tell me a thought that would actually serve you. It's really gross. It's going to be like eight hours of you cleaning. A thought that would really serve me. Like why? Why is it such a mess? Even though you told, even though you asked him. This is where, this is what I really need to pick other people's brains for because my other thoughts are like self-sabotage and like, oh, I should have scheduled a cleaner or I should have prepped him or I answer the question. Why is it a disaster? Why didn't he clean it? Because what, what was he doing instead? Playing with my kid, cooking, working, doing okay. whatever else he wanted to do. Shopping. I don't know. Yeah. Looking at vintage Broncos online. Oh my God. He would get along with my husband. Okay. So yeah. Even if he's looking at vintage Broncos, is that allowed? Totally. So you may want to like just give yourself that, give yourself that gift of maybe my daughter was being like extra hard or maybe they were playing. Like what matters more? Or you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go away and it's going to be a disaster and that's okay. Okay. That's what I'm signing up for. Is this like, I have a resistance to these thoughts. This is like new and uncomfortable. I don't want to like, I, this is where I feel like I want to keep my security blanket. It's hard to think these thoughts. They don't, it's hard for me to like believe them because then I find myself going like, no, no, no. He sh-. It's like a back and forth. Like I, it feels uncomfortable and I feel like, I guess my question is, do I need to practice these intentional thoughts or why is it important to process that emotion? Can I not, is that where it's like, is that why it's so important to process the emotion? Yeah, I think you can't think that the, I, you guys, you won't have access to the intentional thoughts when you don't let yourself be mad. Go let yourself be mad. This will be a practice for you. Yes. And yeah, you're going to have resistance because you really want the house to be clean. I also think this is a little bit of homework and then we're going to we're gonna go to Becky, if Becky's still here. But there's this side thing of like, if he doesn't do it, I have to do it. That's what you told me at the beginning. You're like, I have to clean for four or five hours. No, you don't. You want to clean. He wants it his way. You want it your way. And you think your way is better. It's not. 50% of the people would say his way is better. 50% of the people would say your way is better. My husband's totally this way. He he is going to play with my kids. You want me to actually think about it? I'm like, I like my house clean. I really like it clean. But I actually kind of think his way is better. That's not the way I operate. That's not the way I'm going to operate. But like, if I really look at his priorities versus mine, I kind of like his better. Mm. But it doesn't mean he has to change, right? Just a pleasant surprise now. I have the same thing that you do. It's a pleasant surprise now. When I come home and the house is clean, I'm like, ooh, this is amazing. And if it's not, it's totally fine. He was playing with my kids, which is actually probably more important than the house being clean. And I can clean it if I want to. But go let yourself be mad first about it. It's okay to be mad. There's probably some of you shutting yourself. Like I shouldn't have a manual for my husband. You should have manuals for you. Well, it would be very dreamy if you didn't, if we all didn't. But we're all going to have manuals for people in our lives for the rest of our lives, most likely. And that's also okay. 
This is just an opportunity for you to get that true connection that you want. And it's not going to be a flip of the switch. It's going to be a practice, just like anything else I teach. Always a practice. Thank you. Oh my God, you're welcome. Sorry, all because I surely have gotten coached on this before. So slow learner. <laughs> yeah, but that's a that's the part where your brain wants to like, I think, shit on you a little bit, right? Your brain wants to, your brain wants to shit on you. It's like, well, I should be learning faster. No, what if you're learning at the perfect rate? Okay, you guys, we're going to end with three prizes, okay? So before we do that, I want everyone to pop in the chat box their takeaway from today, okay? We are going to go for two more minutes. I promise we're going to end. Thank you. Becky hopped off because I had promised everybody that this would be an hour. And if you know me, I'm just deep down. I'm not a speed coacher. I just want to take it. I just want it to take the time that it's supposed to take. So that's what we did today. It was perfect. So pop in your takeaway. And then what we're going to do is a little raffle. And we are going to win Viore joggers. Okay. So if you guys do not know Viore joggers, you're what are you doing? You're living under a rock, number one. Number two, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's like the cool, like new version of Lululemon. But we're going to give away three Viore joggers. And I also want to announce that you as a podcast listener, we're going to also be doing our raffle through the month of... So if you're listening to this, it's like October 11th, all the way until November 11th. So this is in celebration of the 100th episode, my two-year anniversary and my 10-year anniversary of leaving corporate America and being a coach. Okay. So if you, the listener... Want to learn? Want to win Viore joggers? You've got to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and you have to email it to us, Laura at Laura Conley, and you'll be entered into the raffle. We're going to give away five Viore joggers. So do that. You have a good chance of winning. Okay. So we've got takeaways. You got to feel. You got to process. Beth is saying, even if the thought is irrational, it's okay to feel through it. Yes, Beth. That's so true. Andrea is saying, when you make a decision, have your own back. It won't be comfortable, and that's okay. Yeah, decisions. Stuck. You're going to make a decision and then a day later, you're going to want to undecide what you just decided. That's decision. That's decision-making 101. Well, it's not 101. It's decision-making like 303. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes, you can't change the past. You can change your perspective. Oh, that's so good. Okay, you guys. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a raffle. So I have my participant box. And I'm going to scroll through it, close my eyes, and I'm going to land on person one and then person two and then person three. I'm going to announce it. And those of you that are on Zoom with me, you guys can unmute yourselves because you're probably going to want to like cheer and be like very excited about the winners. Okay. Yuri Jogger, number one, person number one, winner number one is Sarah Schneider. That will be perfect for you. Okay. Here I go. Wait, hold on. Let me close my eyes. Rebecca! Where's Rebecca? Yeah! Yeah! This is so fun. Okay, wait, hold on. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Okay. Kara! Woo! Oh, fun. Okay, so you guys have to email me your mailing addresses, and we're going to mail you Viore joggers. Mail me your sides too, and we will mail those to you. And I want to just give a special thank you to those of you that got coached or are willing to get coached. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. I want to thank you to everybody who is on this podcast party, Coachathon. 
I really just love you guys so much. And I just want to thank all the listeners out there because whether you like it or not, we are on a mission to free the moms. And I just so much better. Like I always say inside the yummy mommy, like if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I feel like this is such a special community. So thank you for being a part of it. Go leave a review. Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Email it to me. And we will enter you in the raffle. And then on our, let's see what it's going to be. Our two-year anniversary, we're going to announce those winners. Okay. So let's come off mute. Will everybody say goodbye and give it, give one more big cheer. And I will see you guys next week. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in, pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much, and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to laraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, the yummy mummy. Lose weight for the last time end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that in Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys have the best day ever.